Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Carice Crow, novelist and speaker. This week, uh, we're doing our Agents Uncensored series, where we ask agents about the things that they would like to tell authors or publishers, but would not dare actually do so. This week, we are focusing on um, the publishing industry. What are frustrations that agents have with the publishing industry? Mm. Um, just the process, the just, just the whole thing. And we got a couple of responses. I'm, of course, keeping these completely anonymous, as we always do. Uh, and so let's dive in. Maybe I'll throw in my own grievances at the end. We'll see. Um, <laughs> well, now you got to mix them in. Otherwise, we're going to know they come from you. <laughs> right. I feel like I've probably already shared some of my grievances. <laughs> and attributed oh, man. it to somebody else. <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right. All right. So first one. I hate that they, publishers, I hate that they keep extending advances out into payments that a squirrel couldn't live off of. Now it's three payments over two years. Next, it will be $5 bills every quarter through 2070. Yeah, what'd you uh, do? Win the world's worst lottery ever? <laughs> well, I was negotiating a contract recently for one of my clients and the publisher, which is a, an established New York publisher, they were offering $3,000, which was typical for this sub, sub, sub sector of the industry. So but again, mm -hmm. it's just $3,000. It's not very much. And they wanted, they were going to pay it out, of course, over the course of two years, but the author couldn't publish anything before the book came out. And the book wasn't going to come out for another 18 months. So essentially the author doesn't get anything for that they can't publish anything else for that 18 months. And then there was a non-compete that the author couldn't publish anything for two years following. So for like three and a half years, this author, her her only financial gain from book publishing would be this $3,000 advance. Obviously, we did not agree and we renegotiated those terms. <laughs> can't figure out why people love self-publishing so much. Right. Man, why is that on the rise? Right. I think I told all the publisher these, all like publishing houses. Why are these people pricing their books at three ninety nine? Because I want to make money. That's why. Seriously, like <laughs> in what world would someone sign a deal where for three and a half years their only paycheck is three thousand dollars and maybe some royalty change out at the end? You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh! I told them I was like, no, this author is going to be doing lots of deals with a lot with a lot of other people while she's doing this deal with you. That's what I told mm -hmm. them. So no, mm -hmm. there's no non compete. There's no like we'll give you the option on the sequel to this book. That's like, it's kind of like where we left. It was just, I was so mad. And, and like authors would sign that. Authors would sign that if they didn't know better. I've known right. authors who have gotten themselves into that kind of a predicament where it's just like, they're locked in and they can't, they've got a non-compete and now they're stuck and yeah, oh, get angry just thinking about it. Good. So that's, yes, publishers, why are you that's doing one this? That's worth getting angry over. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. How can they possibly expect authors 
to be able to produce, like have the time to produce these books if they're only paying $3,000 over three, like, right. So this is just like a side, 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 side hobby is how they view it. Like really? And right. It's just like the prestige of being able to get your book published with this New York house. Oh my goodness. Give me a break. Gag. Seriously. Okay. My, that's my rant. Uh, the next one. This uh, agent said, why does everything take so long? You wanted the book. You fought for the book, talking to publishers. You acquired the book while at auction. Then why do months lag between offer and contract? That is frustrating. <laughs> oh, it's like the guy who like hounds you for a date, mm-hmm. you know, and like when you finally accept, like ghosts you or yeah. barely texts you back for like weeks and months. And it's like, why am I sticking around for this? Why did yeah. I think you were the best option in this situation? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Well, then he sends in his like very frank and straightforward contracts administrator to be your next point of contract and you're just like do they even like me because <laughs> contracts right. people are not uh and i could yeah. i could see reasons for this like i could see if it was like okay well we're gonna you know send you the offer in like january or whatever but we don't actually have our budget meeting till may yeah so maybe we don't know how much we can really do or, you know, like, well, we say we're going to do this, but oh, let's not get a contract signed until we have our budget meeting, you know, they, but in which case, yeah. why aren't you communicating that honestly and saying, look, this is what we want it to be, but I can't finalize that until May. Like, you can't just leave people hanging like that. I wonder how much of it is just like the process being stuck in the machine. Cause this especially happens with the big houses. Yeah. Hachette, Random House, HarperCollins, big houses. It takes forever. I've waited four months for a contract from accepted offer to the contract landing in my inbox for review, four months. Um, and it's like, it's a, it just goes through the, the machine and they need like, but I'm like, how many times do you have to read this thing? Like, do you have like 12 lawyers all reading it to make sure that it's all buttoned up? And I still find a typo here and there. Like, <laughs> just like that's. I mean, it's yeah. probably it's probably like four or five people, and they're all given. Hey, can you get this sent over to so and so in the next mm-hmm. two to three weeks? Yeah. But everybody takes the full three weeks, you oh, know, yeah. because their workload is so huge. Yeah. And so like it that so it just ends up taking forever because that's that's how long it's going to take me to get to this you know yeah I think it's I think that's it I think it's I think it's the personality of the of the contracts department like they tend to be people who are very like we follow the procedure which is good obviously they need to be that way they're dealing with legal documents so I think that's a lot of it and I've heard stories of editors who have gone in to the contracts department and just brought them muffins, brought them goodies, begged them to bump the the whatever contract to the top of their list. And they refuse. They're like, no, it is slot number five. It is not getting bumped up. You, We will get to you when we get to you. Thank you for these muffins. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that aspect, I love. <laughs> Just- yeah. I mean, if you're going to be legalistic and if you're going to say, no, this is our process, then okay, stick to the process for yeah. everybody and don't be bought by pastries. 
Yeah. Sure. Like they, that I agree with. It would be nice if it didn't take as long. But, it would if it could be I'm, a little bit faster. Yeah, I'm I'm glad a little, you know, love from a bakery doesn't buy your loyalty <laughs> or your time. Yeah. I can't <laughs> say the same for me personally, but right. You know, uh, we've all got our moral failings. That's uh, the contracts department for you. And I swear I will, uh, I would be shocked if I ever received an email from a contracts person that had an exclamation point. They are not exclamation point people. No. They are period, short sentence, period people. Uh, you know, Amanda, dear, uh, Amanda, comma, see attached, period. Thank you. <laughs> maybe, maybe on casual Friday, you get a hyphenated <laughs> sentence. Ooh. exciting all right last one the agent said i wish authors would stop listening to their writers groups when one member of the writers group for whatever reason is not re-signed with the publisher suddenly a barrage of clients write me that no one is acquiring said genre again with absolutely no evidence other than one person's unfortunate circumstance uh, so the, the, the writer's group rumor mail basically is what mm-hmm. this is about and how it can affect, uh, you know, authors get in a tizzy if one person doesn't yep. get their next book deal and then suddenly the market's dry, we're all going down. Right. I would say as an agent, it's a blessing and a curse to have authors talking with other authors. It's nice to get inside information with what's going on with other people. But it's not fun when they come to me like so-and-so's agent said that they do this. Can you do this for me? Mm. So-and-so's agent said blah, blah, blah. You know, and then I'm just like, okay. When writers take the opinion of one person in their writing group. Yeah. That's almost never yeah. a good thing. Like no matter what the topic is, whether we're whether somebody's saying, well, nobody's acquiring this genre yeah. anymore or this sub-sub genre or whatever. Yeah. Or if it's well i can't stand your main character it yeah. is a it is one thing for one person to say that to you that's just their personal opinion if you're hearing from five or six other people of yeah i can't i can't get this to sell in that sub sub genre yeah or multiple people are coming to you and saying i can't stand your main character and that prevents me from reading the rest of your manuscript then it's now something to consider before that though it's just somebody's opinion yeah you know it's not to be taken as fact what what's that um what's that saying never take criticism from someone that you wouldn't ask for advice yeah something like that that's Mm -hmm. i think that really applies in writers groups Mm -hmm. and to remember that one person's is one person one person's opinion is one person's opinion and one person's experience is one person's experience and many times you don't have the full story if something's like going wrong for one of your writer friends and you feel like oh no is this gonna come and hit me it might it might but it also probably won't because everyone just there's so many factors going into everyone's career so even yeah yeah. and be careful I would say with writers be careful just letting that writer group panic make you panicked Mm -hmm. because that's just not helpful (laughs) Right. <laughs> when then your agent has to try to calm you down because so and so said that such and such publisher is doing this and ah, 
or such so-and-so got her contract where's mine you know that's just it's yeah. just not that's just not fun thank you for joining us for this episode of the gate crashers podcast if you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done you can drop a tip in our tip jar simply use our link paypal.me slash gatecrashers or log into paypal and search us using our username which is at gatecrashers and be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode Thank you.